0: Everyone, this is your host Mahal, and today I'm very excited because I have here with me Mr. John Jarman. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. And can you tell us a little bit something about you?
1: Well, I live up here in the state of Washington in the Pacific Northwest, and I have just authored a book. It's called Broken and Redeemed, um, and it's my life story and how I met God. And it's just the, all the good, the bad. I call it the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of the walk of faith because it's there is a lot of Good. There's a lot of brokenness, but there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of grace. And so I kind of cover all that in the book. And then I leave at the end of every chapter, I leave some reflection questions so that hopefully the reader can get those questions challenge you know, and make them look a little deeper into their faith if they're a believer. And if they're not a believer, it, I hope that it helps them come to Christ. So.
0: so my first question is what made you write the book?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. I get that all the time. Um, My counselor of 10 years told me I should write the book back in 2014 Um, and I started writing it uh, but then I just I was I I didn't feel like I could finish it so I put it on the shelf and uh, worked on some things with her and my spiritual mentor and and up until February of last year um, I never touched the book and then in February of last year um, I was going on vacation and the Holy Spirit prompted me to finish the book and uh, I finished the book four weeks. And so it was a true spiritual dump. So
0: that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: you wrote with what I've read a little bit mm-hmm. in your book. You wrote that you had no memory of your childhood till the age of twelve. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit something about your book?
1: Yeah, the the, the my childhood was a very violent situation my dad was a very abusive alcoholic and so I don't I don't you know looking back on my life there's not a lot of memory up until age 12 and um, and that was the point where one night he was beating my mom and then I basically got up out of bed and went down and pulled the knife on him, told him if he did quit he, I would kill him and he left then um, and so that trauma stuck with me and the shame and the guilt and and the bitterness and all that stuck with me and that you know truly affected my life growing up my mid adult times but you know not knowing that really um until i got into counseling with christina back in oh gosh 20 2007 um is when i really truly started to explore that avenue um and that's that's where you know that's the premise of the book and how i overcame all that so
0: so through your life my question is when did you first encounter jesus
1: um that was when i was in boot camp because the drill instructor said we could go to church on Sunday and it was an hour we could spend without the drill instructors. So <laughs> it was an hour of freedom for us. And so that's, I guess that's where I really, um, you know, heard scripture or heard a message, you know, but before that it was my grandmother. Cause when I would meet with my grandmother, she would always tell me that God had some special plan for me. And so I, I truly believe she's up in heaven right now, laughing and saying, t- and saying, I told you so. so. But you know, as, as I, Went through the Marine Corps, and then I went to college, and going through my adult life, I, you know, I knew of Jesus and I knew of Christ, but I never walked, I never read the Bible, I never prayed. Uh, that didn't really start happening. I started going to FCA when I was coaching in high school, so I started drawing a little closer. But it took, you know, just a few more years. Um, you know, I truly, really didn't walk and didn't give up complete control until
0: 2016. Wow. so. Do you remember when and when you first accepted Christ to be your Savior, and what what made you decide to do it as well? So when and what? Well,
1: I, I, I accepted Christ as my Savior probably before I was out of the Marine Corps, but I didn't walk with Christ. So you know, there's a you know you say we when we we accept Christ into our life, we're we're we have salvation, but. The walk is getting the sanctification. And that takes a lot of effort. That takes a lot of time. You have to find somebody that's more mature than you that can help you with that. Um, and I didn't have that until around 2008 um, when I met my spiritual mentor, Scotty Kessler, and, and he guided me through that. And we were able, to, with, with him and Christine, I was able to break free. Uh, but, you know, I was re baptized probably in 2015 Um, and then but still it wasn't until 2016 because I was a I was a control freak I wanted to control everything in my life I didn't you know it was John's timing not God's timing even as I was a Chris you know even as I was growing closer and closer I still didn't want to give up that control and then you know in November of that year 2016 is when I did because of what I was going through I was losing you know my business was super struggling I was in a relationship with a great Christian woman that it was breaking up, and my sister in law was in the hospital dying. I'd already lost him, both my parents and two brothers. And so this traumatic event forced me on my knees, and I gave up complete control because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so that's when I t- truly surrendered to God. And so, you know, I don't know if, you know, accepting Christ and then getting to that point, and now after that point, still working on my sanctification, because that's a lifelong thing. We, we continue to work on that until we go home. And, you know, that's what I talk about in the book. And that's what I call the good, the bad, and the ugly, because growing closer to Christ, there's a lot of self-examination that you have to do. Um, and, and that's that's the tough part of becoming a Christian. So,
0: What do you think is the difference between your life, before you accept him and after you accept him
1: oh it's a huge difference because i don't i don't worry about anything i just let him take control of everything and where he says i go i go um and before it was you know i would pray and i would be like i want to do this and i would go ahead without him and obviously it never worked the way i wanted to because it, it, i wasn't waiting for his timing and so it, you know it's it's the patience to wait and see where he wants you to go but it's also listening to those to his voice and when he tells you to go, you need to go. And and doing that. And that's you know, when I talked about finishing the book, you know, 2014, Hebrews 1036 was my scripture of the morning, and it says, When you do God's will, you have to persevere so that you can get what he promised. And then an hour later I read it in my favorite author, A.J. Sloboda, his very first book, he said, No one told him if anybody would read his book or buy his book. He said that the spirit just told him to, that he had to write it. And when I heard those two things within an hour, I went, okay, this is my signal. I need to finish the book. And because I listened to that voice and I obeyed it, the book was done in four years. i met my editor. My editor was a scout for the publisher. I was accepted into the publishing family. And, you know, a less right about a year later, I had a copy of the book in my hand. Um, and none of that would have happened had I not listened. And, you know, this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And, and that's why now I just, I give it to him and I just let it roll. So.
0: And we also talk about all of the hardship that you have to go through mm-hmm. in life. And my question is, is having Jesus in your life make it a little bit easier? Because I'm sure someone that's listening are probably going through a hard, hardship right now. How are you able to do it with Jesus and what advice can you give them?
1: Well, I w- the first thing I would say I go back to the mentorship um, because is if if you're you know if you're new in faith, you've got to have somebody that can teach you how to pray and teach you how to read and understand how to study the Bible because that's where you're going to get the information that's going to help you through your struggles. Um, and then you've got to also combat the strongholds of your past. And you know I use I talk about this in the book and in, in Broken and Redeemed. Just you know the the crucifix is a is a For me, it was an example of that our old self isn't gonna die slowly. We're gonna have to work through that and and because crucifixion is a very slow and painful death. And I think God wanted to show us that our old self is not gonna go away easily. You know, one of my other favorite authors, A. W. Tozer, he says that our old past has to be ripped out of your ripped out of you like a tooth being ripped out of a jaw. And so, you know, those depictions. It's not going to be easy, and so you need to have somebody that can walk along with you that's already been through that. So, me, the biggest thing is get a mentor. Find so, somebody who's more more mature than you in their walk, latch on to them, see if they'll help you, you know, teach that, and then the accountability part too um, because we have to have that vertical relationship with with fellow Christians in order to have the true relationship with Christ. So.
0: I agree with you because I also do the same with my walk. No, it's not enough with us just reading the Bible and studying. We gotta have a good mentorship because even mm-hmm. in the past, when I was having a problem and difficulties, I have my pastor friends and whoever's my pastor at that time. I would ask for count for like an advice and a prayer, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important because it helps us became become a better Christian and you know. We could also help others i'll
1: interrupt you real quick it it also helps because once you start seeing god's work in your life it's easier to let him control and help you through those hard times i mean it says in the bible and i believe paul wrote this he said we go through suffering so that we can help others in their suffering and and that's a paraphrase because i'm sure it's not quoted perfectly but we go through what we do to be able to help others and that's mentorship And so, you know, that's that's the key of our walk, I think. And it's just it's so and then once you're able to see how God affected the situation you're in, the next time it becomes easier to turn to him and then it continues to grow. So
0: And you also mentioned earlier about control, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have, whether you're a man or you're Mm -hmm. a woman. Why do you think a lot of people are having a hard time? Letting go of the control and just keeping it all together. Why would they do it?
1: Well, I, I simply think it's because of the way we, our society. I mean, we're a, we're a fast-paced society. Want it now. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, we, you know, we're boom, boom, boom. Everything's rapid fire. And we want it our way. And I think it's just the, the way our society is. And, you know, we have to combat that as Christians. And that's one of the things that we have to fight. Um, you know, it's a daily battle, and, and we're battling, you know, the, the, the sinful nature in ourself. And so we've got to be conscious of that. Um, and, you know, I tell people, you know, when I mentor people, you know, it, I use this as an example. You know, if, you, if you're out of work and you need a job, you can't just sit on your couch and pray for the job and then just sit there. God's not just going to give you you got to do your earthly part. So, you know, if you're praying for a job and then you're going out and you're actively interviewing— you're going to get a job because he's going to place you where he wants you to be but if you just sit on the couch nothing's going to happen and then you're going to blame god cuz you didn't get a job well that's not what you do you got to, there's an earthly part of everything that you do and he wants to that's where your faith comes in and he wants to see you act on that faith and i believe once you start acting on it then he shows up more and more
0: <clears throat> thank you yes that's true and why do you think it's important that for us to mentor other people and what's why, like you, you wrote the book so you could share Jesus and everything that you have mm-hmm. to go through mm-hmm. with your life, and also for the other Christian that are listening. Why do you think it's important for us to tell others about Jesus, tell tell about people about the salvation? Yeah,
1: two last, his last two commands, love yourself, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, and then go and make disciples of the nations. He didn't tell us how to do that. He just said, do it. He said, go and make disciples of the nation. That's the mentoring. It's the discipleship. And so we we are told by Christ to disciple other people, bring them to the cross, and then lead them. And that's one of the things I think our church, the, the churches and the buildings, you know, they do the altar calls and the people raise their hand, but they don't they don't put those people with somebody to teach them how to read, teach them how to pray, teach them how to this. And it's more to me, it's more like catch and release rather than catch and develop and grow. And so we as a body of Christ need to latch onto those people and say, Hey, let me bring you on board, let me disciple. Um, and the beauty of the book in uh and I can't remember what chapter, but my mentor he uses a 10-step system for discipleship, and with his permission, I was able to put it in the book. So if your listeners get the book, they're gonna have a 10-step program to where they could take that right now. And they could go disciple somebody with that. And it's it's a super easy process. I use it currently. And it's just, you know, that's that's what we we're called to do. So that's why it's important. Um, and we're supposed to obey and we're supposed to do what he said. And that's the biggest thing we can do. So.
0: And lastly, for mm-hmm. the people that are listening, because mm-hmm. we don't know who listen. And you and I both have the same goal is that. At least maybe one person, whoever's listening, is here what we're trying to share with us mm-hmm. and they haven't accepted Christ. What advice can you give them about Jesus? It's an ultimate free gift of salvation, you know. So what advice can you tell them?
1: And and don't you don't have to you don't have to get clean to come to him because if we look at the Bible, Jesus did not pick the cleanest people to hang around with. Um, he didn't come here to judge. He came here to save us. Um, and he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're at, where you're, what your situation is. You're never too broken. Um, and you know, that's, that's the beauty of what God did for me and and finding the freedom, the sub chapter of the book, finding freedom through complete surrender. Once you, the freedom that I have, it's just, it's truly amazing. And it's just an unbelievable feeling once you've worked through all that and it took a couple years to do that and so you have to be patient and you you have to you know it doesn't matter and i guess to answer the question boldly is is it doesn't matter what your situation is if you want to find freedom get on your knees start praying and then find somebody that can help you walk the walk because when you're in the valley you got to have somebody that helps that walks with you so Thank
0: you so much, and You're very welcome. before we end, can you remind the listeners again the title of the book? And they could find it in Amazon in the bookstores, right?
1: Uh, it's not in bookstores yet. It's going to be in bookstores on August 16th. So you can pre-order it from any bookstore. It's available currently on Kindle and all other ebook platforms like Barnes & Noble's Nook and all that. And then you can also go to my website, BrokenAndRedeemed.com. You can order it there. Um, you know if if you get the book and it touches you and you and or you come to Christ, please go to my website and submit a submit a testimony because I'd love to see how the book impacted you. Um, and you know again, the, the website's brokenandredeemed.com. dot com. You can find out a lot of information about the book there. Um, but certainly you can go to Amazon or any bookstore and order it. so.
0: Thank you so much, and I we appreciate your time being here in our show today. and I hope well, you have a nice day.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me on and I, I wish you all the blessings.
0: Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Listeners, I hope John's word inspire you. And like what we've said, we pray that through the conversation that we had and through his word and his testimony, that if you haven't made that decision in your life, that you will make that decision, make the best decision in your life. And open the door in your heart because god's been knocking he's been knocking and waiting for you to open the door so repent ask forgiveness and accept him as your personal savior thank you for listening and we hope you have a blessed day and always remember come to jesus daily and remember the sacrifice that he gave us through the cross and it doesn't matter whether it's April or May. Accept Jesus in your life. And thank you again and stay blessed.
2: Could see was the struggle. Haunted by ghosts that lived in my past, bound up in shackles of all my failures. Wondering how long is this going to last? Then you look at this prisoner and say to me, son, stop fighting a fight that's already been won. And I am redeemed. You set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains wipe away every stain. I'm not who I used to be, I am redeemed, I'm redeemed. of my shame and regret, but when I hear you whisper, child, lift up your head, I remember, oh God, you're not done with me yet, I am redeemed, you set me free. don't have to be the old man inside of me, Cause his day is long dead and gone, because I've got a new name, a new life, I'm not the same, and a hope that will carry me home, I am redeemed. heavy chains, and wipe away every stain, cause I'm not who I used to be, I am redeemed, you set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains, and wipe away every stain, Yeah, I'm not who I used to redeemed thank god redeemed